Chemo Chair Prayers is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. If you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's arms around you, you're in the right place. Because of all the things cancer robs us of, the certainty of who and whose we are, how to pray when we have no words, and the strength, peace, trust, and yes, even the joy we long for are at the top of the list. If you don't want to merely survive cancer, but long to thrive in the midst of it, take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you through a short story and a prayer using our guided format with the acronym TRUST, followed by a simple, practical invitation to experience God's loving presence now and in the days ahead. Looking in the mirror last night as I smothered my face in moisturiser, I spotted some annoying and horribly tenacious grey hairs sprouting up again from my scalp, all wiry and defiant. It feels like I'd only just spent an evening with my hair lathered in root touch-up hair dye, so I was stunned to see them back so soon. It seems so unfair. When I was trying to grow out some bangs I'd just had cut in a misguided attempt to look hipper and cooler, my hair never grew this fast. But these grey hairs seemed to be growing so fast it seemed like they were growing in fertiliser. Most of the time I am a sucker for anything grey. We've just done a bit of a freshen up in our house and I seem to have bought an alarming number of pillows, rugs, pictures and curtains in various muted shades of dove and charcoal grey. So you can see that I have nothing against the colour grey as a concept or creative colour. My favourite sweater is even grey. The trouble is, I just don't want it sprouting from my head without permission, messing with my natural chestnut hues. I'm happy to go all silver grey, but this slow crawl towards a kind of dull salt and pepper isn't doing me any favours. But fighting this onslaught seems like a losing battle and it's oh so tempting to simply give up and face reality. It's not like they're suddenly going to miraculously stop sprouting grey. They are here to stay. But isn't that the way in life as well? That however much we try, however much we pray even, it seems some things never change and it's easy to simply stop trying. Fighting my grey hair is a harmless analogy, I know. But if I'm honest, there are too many prayers that I have prayed for far more important things and far more soul-crushing things where I've simply done the same thing. Given up. I've resigned myself to nothing changing, ever, and life marching on completely unaffected by my prayers. I've prayed fervently, pleadingly, I've fasted, gathered others around me to pray, but still nothing. Zilch, nada, no change. Maybe you've done that too, poured out your heart to God and pleaded for things to change until you've got absolutely nothing left. So you simply stop. Your energy to pray gets eroded by the constant silence and seeming permanence of the situation. Getting up in the morning to grab your coffee and spend time with God, repeating your prayers for change over and over, slowly becoming a thing of the past. Then maybe it's weeks later, or perhaps it's months or even years down the road. You wake up and realise that you've simply stopped praying that prayer. That's why I wanted to share with you something that has blown my mind this week and has completely shifted my thinking, 
It's relit the fire within me to pray and it's given me fresh confidence as I do. Do you remember the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah in the Bible? You can read it for yourself at the beginning of Luke's Gospel in chapter 1. But Zechariah was a priest and from a long line of priests and he and his wife Elizabeth had desperately wanted to have children. However, despite their years of constant prayer and Zechariah being a priest and a man of God, which you'd think would kind of give him a special access to God, Elizabeth remained barren and they never had the baby they longed for. These were godly folk who kept the law, worshipped, prayed and served God's people. But still, God didn't answer their prayers. Doesn't that ring a bell? I mean, maybe you've been really faithful, you've gone to church, you've loved and served his people, done all the right things, but still your prayers have gone unanswered. Anyway, by the time we meet Zechariah and Elizabeth in the book of Luke, they are well past childbearing age, and so they've given up praying. We're not told how quickly they gave up praying, whether their prayers slowly petered out over the decades, or if in a moment of painful resignation, they refused to pray another prayer. Or if finally, when Elizabeth found her first few grey hairs and sweated with her first hot flashes, any remaining hope was finally snuffed out. We'll never know, but years and years of unanswered prayers must have taken a toll. And I don't blame them, really. Then one day, when they are old and grey and resigned to being not just childless, but grandchildless as well, Zechariah is chosen to serve in the temple. And an angel of the Lord shows up right then and there in the temple when he is all alone. And the angel says to Zechariah, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear a son. And you are to call him John. That's Luke 1.13. And yes, this is amazing and wonderful. But what's important for us, what blew my mind as an, and has completely shifted my thinking, and like I said, it's relit the fire within me to pray and given me fresh confidence as I do, is a little footnote next to the word prayer that I'd never seen before. And here's what the footnote said. It said that the Greek word, the Greek verb for prayer, allows for the possible translation of prayer you don't even pray anymore. And I was like, what? If you missed it, I'm going to put it into the verse so you can see what I'm on about. When the angel says to Zechariah, do not be afraid, Zechariah, your prayer and the footnote tells us this is your prayer, the one you don't even pray anymore, has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. God heard the prayer Zechariah didn't even pray anymore. God had heard all their prayers they prayed over the years, and despite them giving up on praying for a child, God had heard. He hadn't forgotten, and unlike Elizabeth and Zechariah, he hadn't moved on to other things. He'd sent one of his angels to tell Zechariah that he had heard and was going to answer. And you know what this means for us, don't you? It means that God hears the prayers we don't even pray anymore. Friend, God hears the prayers you don't even pray anymore, that I don't even pray anymore. 
Isn't that wild and wonderful? I've no idea how it works, but God hears the desires of our hearts that we don't even have the energy, confidence or faith to utter as prayers anymore. That prayer to reconcile with your sister who won't respond to your calls, God still hears it. All those pleas for your children to come to know Jesus, he can hear them right now. And those prayers for healing that didn't change the scan results or the prayers for God to somehow provide for your rising treatment costs, God still hears those prayers. As you can tell, this has completely blown my mind. It's made me realise three things that bring such hope and encouragement to our unfinished stories. The first is that God hears and sees us. After all those years of unanswered pleas, Zechariah and Elizabeth must have felt unseen and forgotten by the God they so faithfully served each day. But all that changed the day the angel shows up and says, Remember those prayers you prayed? Well, God heard them. If years and years of unanswered prayers have left you feeling unseen and forgotten by the God you have served so faithfully, can I encourage you that you are seen and not forgotten, nor are your prayers. Or maybe you never prayed that long or were never that determined because it just seemed too unfathomable that God would answer and that you were too small and too unimportant for him to notice. If that's you, be encouraged as well. You are seen and heard and most definitely not forgotten. Secondly, it tells me that our prayers have a shelf life of infinity. Maybe it's because I've got the memory of a sieve or it's because in my warped imagination, my prayers shoot up to heaven and those that aren't heard by God are swept up from heaven's floor each night and we have to start all over again the next day. I know, it's crazy really, and it doesn't stack up theologically, so don't send me a million emails. But we get strange ideas in our heads when we're desperate for our answers to land on listening ears, don't we? But this translation tells us our prayers don't expire. They don't run out, they don't grow fainter and softer, or even get swept away each night. God hears them when we pray them, and that's enough to give them a shelf life of infinity. Your prayers have been heard, friend, and God has not forgotten them. And thirdly, it tells us that no prayer is wasted. When we've given up praying and we have a pile of prayers we don't even pray anymore, it can feel like those prayers and that energy and that time and that faith were wasted. Why did we bother? Should we have been praying for something else all along? And yet, the angel's announcement that Elizabeth and Zechariah's prayers have been heard all those years ago tell us our prayers, however long ago we prayed them, however much we feel they were a big hot waste of time because absolutely nothing changed, are not wasted. God doesn't have a trash can under his throne full of wasted prayers he never answered. Nope, every prayer is important. Every prayer is heard and treasured, and every prayer is still with God. If you've got some prayers you don't even pray anymore, be encouraged, friend. And even though this little footnote has shown me that all the prayers I've ever prayed are heard, it's given me new motivation 
to pray them again. How about you? What are you praying for? Is there something you've given up praying for because it just seems too impossible or too late? Maybe it's healing for your cancer or to be reconnected with a friend or family member who's struggling to sit with you in your hardest season. Maybe it's for your kids to know Jesus or to leave a lifestyle behind that's tearing them apart. Whatever it is, please know that God has heard your prayers, even the prayer you don't even pray anymore. Now let's take a moment to pray using our simple guided prayer format that uses the acronym TRUST. As always, you can download this on chemochairprayers.com, but TRUST is an acronym we use to help us pray. Thanking him for who he is and what he's done, resting in his love, unburdening our hearts, surrendering our hopes, fears and needs, and lastly, taking him at his word. Before we pray, I want to mention something that I know I've said before, but in case this is your first time joining us on Chemo Chair Prayers, I want to encourage us all that just because we're now entering a time of prayer, we don't need to get all terribly serious and start using spiritual language and become someone we weren't two minutes ago. God welcomes us into his presence just as we are and exactly who we are. And God is a relational God and he wants to get to know us. If we suddenly feel we have to start speaking in a a religious language that we don't normally speak in, he's not really going to get to know us. So if today that means you're grinning and giggling or feeling lighter and more mischievous than normal, then that's wonderful. That's a wonderful mood to take into God's presence. But if you're tired and worn out and hardly have the words to pray, or maybe you're a bit angry or resentful, that's okay too. As always, I want to encourage you to enter in, making this prayer your own however you want. And remember, you can always pause the audio anytime if I move on too quickly, or you simply want to keep praying and hang out with God a little bit longer. Let's begin by thanking God for who he is and what he's done. Lord, we thank you that you are a God that hears us, that you are a God who sees us. Lord, we thank you that you remember every single prayer, that no prayer is wasted. Even when it feels like it was so long ago or so improbable, or like we have just simply given up. We thank you that you are a God that never gives up on us, that the shelf life for our prayers is infinite. We thank you that you are a God who sees. We thank you that you are a God that sees and hears and knows us. You know the desires of our heart, and we thank you and we praise you. Can I invite you to take a moment to thank God for who he is and what he has done? Maybe taking a moment to thank him for what you have seen him do in your life over the last week or so. Now we're going to rest in his love. Lord, we take a moment to simply sit in the truth of being seen and heard. 
Lord, for many of us, that is an unusual or even uncomfortable place. But with you, resting in your love is a place of peace. It's a place of love and it's a place of acceptance. Lord, where we struggle to rest in this total acceptance and love, help us. And Lord, we breathe in your love and we rest into it. Take a moment to just breathe him in and rest in his love, however uncomfortable it may seem. Now let's take a moment to unburden our hearts. Oh Lord God, we have felt forgotten, we felt unseen, we have felt passed over at times. It's felt like our hearts cry have been ignored or turned down and forgotten. Lord, it's turned us away from you at times and made us resentful and bitter. And Lord, we are sorry. Lord, we have so many hearts cries, so many things that we are longing to see changed and healed and renewed and transformed in our lives and in the lives of those we love and and around the world. But right now, Lord, we unburden our hearts to you. We give it all to you. I want to invite you now to unburden your hearts literally take off what you have been carrying and give it to God. Any emotional struggle that you have been dealing with, any pain, any anger, any resentment, you're free and loved to give it to God right now. And now we're going to surrender our hopes, our fears and our needs. Lord, all these prayers we've prayed for wounds to be healed, cancers to disappear, relationships to mend, hearts to turn back and bills to be paid, we give them to you once again. Lord, we know that you hear us. Lord, we surrender these hopes and dreams and fears and our needs and we give them to you. We surrender them to you and we let go of them. We no longer hold on to them, hold on to them trying to control them, hold on to them keeping us up at night, but we surrender them to you and we leave them in your capable hands, knowing that even if they are the prayers that we prayed long ago that we don't even pray anymore, that you hear those as well. Can I invite you to let go and surrender whatever hopes, fears, needs, worries, whatever you are holding, can I encourage you to leave it with God right now. Maybe even imagine yourself placing that person, that pain or that problem in his hands and turning and walking away. And lastly, let's take him at his word. Lord, you are the God who heard Zechariah and Elizabeth's prayers, and we know you hear our prayers too. Lord, we believe that you hear us. We take you at your word. And we don't just believe in you, but we believe you. As the worship of Michael W. Smith says, 
Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. And Lord, we choose to take you at your word. Now take a moment to take God at his word for yourself. Maybe there's a promise that you need to hang on to about his presence or the promise that that prayer that you no longer pray, he hears that too. Take a moment to hold on to it and take him at his word right now. Lord, we thank you that we can trust you. Lord, we thank you that we can take you at your word. We can rest in your love. We can unburden our hearts and surrender our hopes and fears to you, knowing that those prayers that we no longer pray are heard by you, and we thank you. As always, we like to take a moment to enter into a spiritual practice that you can make your own now and take into the week ahead. As we like to say at City Church, which is the church where my husband is senior pastor, it's great to talk about God, but it's even better to meet him. And that's what the goal of these practices are. They're to help us encounter God and let him speak to us and transform us right now. My biggest prayer is that you don't stop listening to this podcast and walk away going, that was great. I really should try that. What I would love, what my biggest prayer is, that you would leave this podcast having encountered God and he has done the work of healing and transforming and meeting with you. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And that's what these times of spiritual practices are meant to help us do. We're going to take a moment to do this right now, but you can repeat this again and again through the week as you'd like. You might like to do this with your eyes closed. And there's nothing spiritual about closing your eyes. It's simply a great way of cutting down on distractions and helping us focus. Now with your eyes shut, I want you to imagine the prayer that you no longer pray anymore. And in your mind's eye, I want to invite you to imagine what that prayer looks and feels like. Maybe for you, it's a journal where you've written it out time and time again. Maybe it comes in the form of a backpack that is weighed down and heavy that you have been carrying for so long. However you imagine it, I want you to feel it in your hands. Imagine how heavy it is, the smoothness of it, or maybe the roughness of it, how much it is weighing you down. Now, in your mind's eye, I want to invite you to imagine Jesus sitting next to you. He's sitting close And he's asking you to give him that prayer. And you turn to him and you place it in his hands. And he takes it from you. And you are confident that he's got it, that he's going to take care of it, that he loves you and that his plans for you are good, that he hasn't forgotten. And just look into his eyes and see his love for you. Knowing you've placed this prayer for this person or pain or situation in Jesus' arms, 
you're now able to walk away in total confidence that he has heard you and seen you and holds your prayer in the palm of his hand. And let's remind ourselves of the promise in 1 John 5.14. This is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. And I always say that thriving is a team sport, so I'd love to know how you're doing and how this simple spiritual exercise and our trust prayer were for you. You can always find me and leave a comment on the Chemo Chair Prayers website, chemochairprayers.com. And that's also where you can download a copy of your own trust guided prayer format bookmark. If you've enjoyed Chemo Chair Prayers, please recommend it to a friend, your cancer support group, or maybe forward it to your pastoral care team who might be looking for resources for those with cancer. And then why not hit subscribe and leave a five-star review? Not only will that ensure that you get the next episode when it airs, but your review will mean that others journeying through cancer will be able to find chemo chair prayers more easily. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.